So the city of Toronto is, is proposing, I think, a really interesting idea of adding more supply by building on personal green space. David Dredger is the senior planner with the city of Toronto. I apologize. I think I just butchered your last name, David. Why don't you uh, help us out here? Hi, uh, David Dredger. David Dreger, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Sorry. You're the senior planner with the City of Toronto. You guys are proposing something called a garden suite. I find this a fascinating idea. Can you tell us the ins and outs of what exactly a garden suite is? Sure, I'd love to. Um, So garden suites is part of a broader program the city's taking to look at new housing options in our low-rise neighbourhoods. So it's part of our expanding housing options and neighbourhoods initiative. And garden suites are really what you may call like a, a small backyard home. It's a small unit that's meant to be a rental unit in a backyard. And they've been successfully implemented elsewhere in Canada and North America. And the city is trying to make a kind of made in Toronto solution to give more options to a variety of households to have this new living option. Um, as we know that this is just one part of a larger toolkit to kind of address this housing issue that um, we have in Canada and Ontario and very much so in Toronto. Okay, you mentioned this is happening elsewhere in Canada. Where? So um, the province of Ontario has required that all municipalities bring in rules for these, um, you might call them coach houses or uh, garden suites, and we have seen them in other municipalities such as Kitchener and Windsor and Peterborough, uh, but Toronto is definitely uh, a much larger municipality and has a really wide variety of property types uh, that and diversity of wind buildings were built that uh, we had to work with to try and implement this new um, initiative. Okay, and these differ from laneway houses because they don't have access to a lane, is that correct? That's correct. So a laneway suite would be something that a uh, house that backs onto a laneway, whereas this would be um, your more typical lot uh, across Toronto that does not have a laneway uh, and has a little bit of a different um, pattern of development than what you see in kind of the older city of Toronto or areas where you normally see laneways. Okay, so this isn't because I immediately thought Gordon, a garden suite's older city of Toronto downtown core uh, where there could be some some uh, existing coach houses. But what are you proposing here? Are you saying if I have a house within the city, the uh, city of Toronto, and I've got a backyard, I could just build uh, something larger than a shed that actually would be, you know, a rental property in my backyard in the green space? Uh, in a way. Uh, so what we're looking at is right across the city of Toronto uh, in all low-rise properties, that we've put together a set of rules that allow for someone to um, build a small accessory structure that is meant for a rental unit. Um, People might use it as a rental unit. It might be owner-occupied. They might have family members live in it. Um, We've heard a lot of variety of why people want to use these, uh, but we want to keep them um, relatively modest in size because we know the importance of the green space that we see in backyards. And so we've crafted the rules specifically to try and accommodate these while at the same time preserving some of that green space. And that's why we actually chose the term garden suites for our study, because we wanted to find that right balance between that green space that backyards are known for in the city of Toronto, our tree canopy, our gardens, but also addressing the idea that um, we need more housing options and that this is just, again, one more option for 
people to uh, build, to live in, and um, address that housing need. This isn't a done deal. This is just a proposal right now to change the uh, the um, what's it called? The not the bylaws, the zoning bylaws, I guess. Yeah. But um, these, I'm really intrigued by this. Are there restrictions on the size of the lot that you can build on, and also are there restrictions on the square footage or height of these garden suites? Can you get into that? Yeah. So um, we didn't have a restriction on the size of lot. Um, these could go onto a relatively small lot or a larger lot. Uh, we found that because there's such a wide variety of property sizes in Toronto, as well as just house sizes, the main house that you'd see on a property, that um, we really focused in on the backyard and said that 40% of the backyard could be covered by a garden suite up to a maximum of what would be about 650 square feet or 60 square meters. And this is actually based off of the existing rules that the city has for your standard garage. So... Mm -hmm. We went with what people would already expect to see in a backyard, such as a garage, and looked at how can we start working from that existing rule and start creating it into a living space and not meant for uh, cars, but focusing on uh, housing for people. And so looked at, you know, how do we have to, is that large enough? Can we add additional space? Do we need to push it farther from property lines to address uh, privacy issues and shadowing? And so we we have pushed it a little further away from the property lines. What, what's property that? At? So right now, a garage on most properties could be right on the property line. And we didn't think that that was uh, necessarily appropriate in most circumstances. So we've pushed it so that it needs to be um, anywhere from, depending on the property size, 0.6 of a meter up to 3 meters away from the property line. And mm-hmm. on larger properties, people might choose to put it even further. And they might put it in the kind of more in the center of their backyard. And we try to create flexibility in the rules so that people can accommodate what's appropriate on their property uh, for their privacy needs, as well as to help provide for green space in the backyards, that great amenity space that people enjoy, and also to preserve trees and allow for that flexibility of moving that garden suite where it's appropriate in the backyard to protect for trees as well. Okay, so you're, you're saying it to a to maximum of 650 square feet. Is that including two levels or is that in total? That's and can you go up two of, floors? Yes, yeah, so that's, that's just kind of the footprint of it is the maximum. And so you might end up having a, a unit that has a basement or you could have a unit that has um, a second floor. The second floor, if it's close to the property lines, we've um, what we call angular planes, but really it's, trying to sculpt the building away from neighboring properties so that we address kind of that privacy issue, but also shadowing onto a neighboring property. And okay, this so way, 650 square feet, not to sound like I'm too obtuse uh, here this morning, but it is kind of early, uh, is, is 650 square feet, that's total, that's up and down, or, or main floor right, and basement. No, that's, nope, that's just per... Oh, uh, that's, that's just... Kind of footprint. So if you, have oh. a, if you have a large enough backyard where you don't... You can put it far enough from your neighbor's properties that you don't have to kind of hit those angular planes, those areas where you have to sculpt it away. Then mm-hmm. you could have a, uh, now it's early in the morning, my math, um, having mm-hmm. a hard time here, let's say 1,300 square foot uh, wow. unit, so two floors. So these, well, they're smaller than the main dwelling. And on many properties, you might just have a one-story unit. Wow. That would mm-hmm. be really relatively modest. But on larger properties, we know that there's a uh, demand for these larger units. And we would like to try and find, we try to find ways within the rules to accommodate that so that um, these, we will see a variety of unit types 
going into this. Uh, to and, variety- and the idea to leave it open for a variety of unit types, is that for is that to help uh, facilitate speed of building these things and getting more uh, supply out to people that desperately need it right now? So we definitely want to see, uh, if approved by a city council, we'd love to see um, a lot of these built because we think it's a really interesting and exciting option. We have a lot of excitement from residents that are calling to in to build these because they want to accommodate family members uh, or they want to live in them themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, I know you're speaking before about the um, just the cost of um, keep maintaining the house and uh, maintaining the mortgage. And so some people are interested in this as a rental opportunity so that sure. they can um, have that income. Uh, either way, it's about getting more of that rental supply into the market. And this is this isn't in and of itself kind of the solution, obviously. There's many ways that city planning is looking at addressing that housing crisis, but this is just one part of a uh, larger program to look at how we can get more of these units in there. Wow. And one of the, uh, I think, pivotal parts of this plan that you're putting forward is that this area would not be severable, though. That's correct. It would be part of that main property, so that it is forming part of the rental housing supply. And we're not looking at it as severing off and having a small kind of backyard property that's separate and kind of unattached to the street by, um, in terms of ownership. All right. Well, I want to thank you for your time, David. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I think it's fascinating.